morning, everybody. Welcome to B2B Breakfast to Business, where we talk shop, we talk life, we talk advocacy, and we talk real. Welcome back, everybody. It's so good to be back on the airwaves. And we are starting off this beautiful year of 2022 with a very, very special episode focused on celebrating Women's Month this month of March. And of course, greeting all the fabulous women out there, a happy International Women's Day. Yes, again, happy International Women's Day. IWD, as we all know it, is celebrated around the world, usually with a theme that really pushes, you know, um, a challenge or pushes us to, to answer a challenge in order to create, sustain, and um, really live an equal world. Now, IWD 2022 actually calls individuals, communities, businesses, and nations to break the bias. That's actually the hashtag, hashtag break the bias, by actively calling out inequality, discrimination, and stereotyping at work and at home. And in celebration of International Women's Day, we are actively participating in this challenge of creating an equal world where everybody can flourish and belong by talking about it here at B2B Breakfast to Business. And today, I am so excited because we are bringing back to B2B one of our favorites, right? Um, she's a, a favorite of the B2B community. We talked to our number one role model and Shiro, yes, that's a she hero, and women economic empowerment champion, Manette Iteralde Hamlin, to discuss the different stereotypes we consciously or subconsciously have in the workplace, how we can break the bias, and even some concrete actions or next steps we can take as leaders to create a more inclusive and healthy environment for all. Now, I just wanted to give everybody a sneak peek into who Monette is. Monette is a woman leader, entrepreneur, and mentor. She is the founder of Team Asia, a 30-year-old award-winning integrated marketing experiences firm. Yes, we are hip and happening. She concurrently serves as the chairwoman of the Women's Business Council of the Philippines, popularly known as Women Biz. She is also the chairwoman of Hopkins International Partners, Inc., the president of the Government Academic Industry Network, Work and the Vice President for Conventions of the Philippine Association of Convention, Exhibition Organizers, and Suppliers. And most importantly, and the best part is, she is my mom. So I will be calling her my mom during the episode. So, do, so, so it is true, she really is my mom, right? It's not just because of Women's Day. So there you have it, ladies and gents. We are bringing back into the B2B world stage our shiro moneta geralde hamlin to talk about international women's day hey mom what is up hello bea hello firstborn how are you <laughs> and thanks for inviting me today of course of course um thank you so much for being our shiro to talk about this big challenge of iwd 2022 i know you are super super um, supportive of um, a lot of the different advocacies for women all over the world. Um, and that's why we wanted to talk to you about this because it is, so, it is such an important topic of conversation, not only for business leaders, but I think everybody should just be part of that conversation too. So before we even go into the topic, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun with it, I just wanted to quickly check in. How are you, mom? How has 2022 been for you? Go ahead. 
2022 has really been exciting. You know, I'm now entering a new phase in my life. My youngest son, your brother, is going to Paris. So essentially, uh, with him going away this Saturday with Cara off in La Union and uh, you having your own plans, I'm soon going to be a, an empty nester. So what to do? Because one of my big roles uh, to be a mom is not going to be that uh, important anymore. So I decided to take something, you know, to sign up for this course called Tickled Pink or Life Journey. So at this point, I'm going through this uh, workshop where I am actually reviewing all the things that are important to me as a person. And uh, it's interesting because I was asked to go back to my childhood and to, to answer the questions of what makes me happy. So that's what I'm uh, excited about right now, Bea. That's awesome. What a, what a spectacular 2022 it has been for you, Mom. A lot of inner work, inner journey, and and I think that it's also so reflective of what we want to do, right? With, you know, the past two years and the pandemic and going to 2022, it feels like a rebirth, right? Um, of really choosing our own journeys. And that's super exciting for you. I'm super excited for you, truly. Um, so, so now that you've been doing your life journey work and, and a part or a big part actually of the things that you're doing is really championing women economic empowerment. I mean, I see it, you know, at home, I see it in the office, I see it in the advocacies that you have. And so I want to be able to actually talk a little bit about it um, and, and tell the world or tell our listeners here more about the work that you do um, on women economic empowerment through the different organizations you have. I mean, Women in economic empowerment has been there um, as a topic of conversation, but I want to really go into to detail about it. What for you is women economic empowerment and what are the work um, or advocacies that you have around it? Well, it's really making sure that women are able to achieve their full potential as well as to earn, you know, have their own money to do what they want and to invest back to the people that they love. You mentioned earlier that I'm chairwoman of Women's Business Council, and that's a very rewarding work that I'm currently doing. Actually, I'm ending my, my term soon as chair, but it's truly been inspiring to work with uh, women leaders, uh, women who are actually there day by day uh, doing business, and so they know all about what's happening in the economy. And the Women Biz actually has been for the past 25 years, the voice of women in commerce. We have been inspiring, empowering women in the Philippines. We are, were comprised of the top women business leaders and entrepreneurs actually of the Philippines. And we've been serving as a platform to discuss issues for women in business, as well as possible government policies and solutions to the problems that we have. So in essence, we are an advocacy group and our objective is to help women face the challenges that they have and uh, to overcome them. Yes, you know, let me just share some of the things that we do know. Um, what is very interesting in August 29, just a few months short of the pandemic, uh, Women's Business Council conducted the Women's Business and Leadership Summit. I don't know if you recall this, Bea, Women at Work Act in a Digital World. And in that particular conference, which was attended by over 400 participants, we talked about digital and technological transformation. So we already at that time talked about the digital transformation that businesses need to do. And guess what? Just a few months later, COVID hits and the world that we know as it is turns topsy-turvy. 
And businesses to survive have had to adapt to digital transformation. So Women Biz was actually there ahead of it. But, uh, you know, they are very sad no? that the pandemic has hurt women drastically much more than any other group. Um, why is that? Well, because um, women from the very beginning have been have not had the kind of opportunities that uh, men have had. No, um, Women, uh, for example, are in charge of solo parent uh, homes, for example. Um, aside from that, they already have the burden of unpaid work. So aside from working, earning, they still have to do all of the work at home, such as uh, cooking, uh, buying the ingredients that you have, which became very difficult, actually, if you know, during the lockdown, taking care of aged parents, you know, when school closed and you couldn't have face-to-face -face education and it became uh, tutoring at home, women have actually had to tutor their children aside from their own work. So there's so much uh, difficulties that women face. Women-owned, women-led enterprises have been affected by, by the pandemic. And uh, sad to say, there has been an uptick of violence at home mm -hmm. because women are, you know, cooped up in their homes with their perpetrators. So a lot of things needs to be done to help women. Mm -hmm. And that women biz, one of the things that we're, we're so proud of having done, you know, last year, we did a six series webinar, that's women seminars, which we called I Am Woman. Nice. And in this uh, series, what we did was we got women leaders together and we discussed several different aspects on what businesses can do to ensure that they can help the women in their organizations. So we talked about things like um, the Magna Carta of the Philippines, which as you know, we are uh, the first to have that. Uh, the Philippines um, can be very proud to have that Magna Carta in the Philippines. And aside from that, we also looked at the UN women um, economic principles, no? And uh, we looked at uh, gender fundamentals, we look at inclusive leadership, corporate communications with a gender lens. We also talked about the supply chain, making sure that uh, women uh, issues were taken into consideration. We also looked at corporate policy making mm -hmm. and gender mainstreaming. So, and the final topic that we had was on Safe uh, Space Act. So all of the learnings from this uh, seminars we put together in a book nice. called uh, I Am Woman, and which is now available as an ebook for companies to actually purchase and start implementing uh, in their organizations. So we do a lot of things uh, at Women Biz. Aside from that, we also did the study on women rights, collective voices, to look at the challenges that women entrepreneurs are actually facing uh, the, or, or started to face during the pandemic. Thanks. And based on the results of that research, we set up the Women Strong Network. So this Women Strong Network uh, will consist of women mentees who will be taught uh, things like um, how to do business, uh, digital transformation, um, so uh, communications and all of this. So we're partnering with many different organizations on how to do all of these things, including innovative product development. So there, um, lots of things happening and we really, I really feel that it, it's important for women to actually be the ones to drive this, to, to focus the highlight on women needing help. 
Nice. Thank you so much for for sharing. A lot of great great um programs there for for women biz. I absolutely would love to to actually um encourage our different listeners to if you guys can get um uh, your hands on that ebook um from um uh, Women Biz. It's absolutely amazing to be able to get all of these different case studies and different lessons so that you know we as business leaders, right, can really push for a more equal world, right, and to help women Um, uh, through women economic empowerment programs, I particularly love what you said earlier that even corporate communication should be um, should be seen from a gender lens point of view, right? And and it can already make a difference having a more inclusive and equal workforce or workplace. Um, uh, you know, can can start with just that, right? And 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 people will feel safer, more empowered, um, uh, and and equal, right, in their workspaces. I do have a, a question for you, Mom. Since since you've been doing a lot of this work for the past several years, um, I know that we hit a we we did hit a roadblock, right, during the pandemic. But you know, do you feel that Filipinas, or at least the Filipino people? Um, or you know, do we have women economic empowerment through the years? You know, that's an interesting question that you just posed, and one, and we actually took this up during one of the webinars that we had, uh, because one of the women leaders said, "No, in the Philippines, women are very strong, mm-hmm. and uh, especially in the corporate world." And and statistics were cited that uh, we have a lot of women compared to other countries in the C-suite, no, in the boardroom for making policies. But another woman leader said, you know, sometimes we have a very myopic uh, view because we only see ourselves, the circles that we move in. But if we take, you know, step back from our privileged viewpoint and see that there are so many more women out there who are underprivileged, women who are just existing from by working day by day and earning daily to put food on the table for their children. Um, so these are the women that we actually need to help. Women who have no access to education, women who have no access to finance, no access to markets, no access to technology. So yes, definitely uh, still need a lot of things to do to help women. And of course, as you always tell us, you know, when women help other women, great things happen, right? So I think that that's one of the things that we definitely want to make sure we are able to draw out um, in our IWD. Thank you so much for, for sharing a lot of the different insights, Mom. Now, I actually want to bring it to the IWD theme, right? And I love that you already talked about how, you know, we are pushing for programs that, you know, are about women economic empowerment and that we should continue to challenge one another to uplift even more women across the Philippines and around the world. Um, just to circle back very quickly to the IWD theme, right, which is hashtag break the bias. I actually loved how they they put together the theme wherein they really just said, we need to actively call out discrimination, inequality, and stereotyping, not only at work, but at home. And, and that for me was so powerful because there is, um, to your point earlier, you know, we are aware that there are so many uh, women who are already powerful, who have, who have already you know, broken that bias, but there are a lot more folks that need to be uplifted. And it is still rampant in today's world that we have um, workspaces or homes which um, have these stereotypes, right? And so I wanted to bring the conversation back to that one, mom. 
let's start with the easy stuff, right? Why do you think this topic or challenge is super relevant in today's world? I mean, why do you think that this should have been the, the theme? Well, I think breaking the bias is something we should be doing every day and we should have started long ago. You know, there are many biases and it's not just the gender bias. Huh? There's bias against religion. There's bias against age, for example. And But because it's Women's Month, let's look at gender bias, okay? So it is very relevant and we need to speak up and recognize that it is existing. Let me give you an example. Um, remember, I was mentioning about corporate communications with a gender lens. I, I actually led that particular uh, webinar and I, I was chapter lead for that, um, for that chapter. And um, it was very interesting what was shared by uh, Gina Romero. Gina Romero is the CEO of Connected Women. And I believe you've had the, her as a guest here before, right? So she said, let's make it very simple. I'm going to give you a test. And she said, um, what you do is you open your laptop and you type in Google image search and you say boss stock photo and take a look at all the images that come out. And after you do that, this is what you type, assistant stock photo. And you will be amazed at the photos that come out. You know, I don't even need to tell you here, but you will see the difference when you say boss, all the photos of men come out. When mm -hmm. you say assistant, women come out. So that just there is a huge bias in media. Mm -hmm. So that's already existing in something that, you know, we are all, uh, we are all, uh, oh, uh, how to say, um, that we experience, no? Yeah. So that is there. Then there's a lot of, a lot of other inequalities and, and stereotyping that's happening. Let's just take, for example, um, in the supply chain, no? in the supply chain, in a business. If you really want to make sure that you have women, take a look. If you're selecting between two suppliers and they have the same kind of uh, capabilities, choose the woman, the one that is woman-led or woman-owned. Give them the opportunity so that they are able to actually um, survive and thrive. Uh, what other stereotypes are there? Interviewing, for example, when uh, people in HR interview applicants, they ask questions such as, um, how old are you? Are you married? Do you have children? How, how old are your children? You see, there is that uh, back of the mind thinking that hiring this woman who is married, who has kids, there will be problems about hiring her because the kids might get sick. There may be issues with the children. She won't be able to put as much uh, um, attention to work. And also if uh, the woman is still in childbearing age, there's also the issue about, oh my goodness, if she gets pregnant on the job, that means she'll be off uh, for about 100, and 100 days and we have to pay her her salary. In the meantime, who's going to do her work? We'll have to hire someone else to do her work. It's going to be additional cost. So these are things that are there in the minds of business people. And it's a bias, right? Because uh, the women can perform sometimes even better than the men there okay so those are those are very concrete examples mom and i absolutely love that you shared you know something from a from a supply chain to hr to even just the stock photos for me that was such a simple case study but 
wow, so powerful, right? Because it already really highlights um, stereotyping. Are there other examples in the in the workplace? Or you know what, since this is IWD, or even at home, right? That 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 you can that you can also share. Because it I mean, like what you said earlier, these are the conversations we have to have. It's in the back of our heads. Why not talk about it? Actually, during the pandemic, Bea, if you remember, I, I was so disturbed by unpaid work that women have to do. So I actually wrote an article, What is a Woman's Worth? And uh, where I actually you know, pointed out that there has to be something done about this because women have had to take on the additional brunt of work, even though they are working at home and everyone was home, right? Men, women had to work from home because of the pandemic. But still, who was doing the cooking? Who was doing the cleaning? Who was uh, taking care of the garbage or even the pet or taking care of the aged parents? It was the woman. And actually, research um, by the UN Women showed that uh, the women have had to actually put in more than three hours additional uh, work at home, unpaid work, uh, over and on top what they were already doing before. Now, why is that? Why is it that uh, there is the general acceptance that it should be the woman's work to cook or it should be the woman's work to wash the dishes or to launder the clothes or to iron them or to pick up after the children or to do the tutoring? Um, I'm very happy that there are some like really more progressive couples that uh, where the men actually are doing more of the work are taking on more of the work or at least being more equitable in the sharing. But I guess it's because of the societal rules, expectations mm. from the time we were young. You know, children, you know, at least when I was young, I never got a car as a toy. I always got a Barbie or mm. little spoons and little forks and cups and saucers so I could play tea party. But not things that would allow me to build, for example, Lego right now that allows children to expand their minds to see that they can be builders. So I'm really happy as well with what's happening because a lot of these games that are happening are open to both men and women. That's so right. That's, right. It. that's a big improvement. I love what you said earlier about society roles and why the question of why is there a general acceptance that you know you do it because you're you're a woman i mean i am so happy i i agree with you mom that you know we have progressed society has progressed and there are a lot a lot of you know experiences that are open to both genders there are so many people already who are open to to you know um to society roles just being society roles but not actually what should be accepted and I love that. But to your point, a lot of the research also shares that it's not, it's not yet mass accepted, right? There's still that general acceptance that if you're a woman, this is your role, right? And, and, and it's the cooking and the cleaning and the laundry and, and all of that jazz, right? Um, so I think that that's one of the things that we all need to, to you know, um, reflect on. And I think that that actually goes into my next question. You touched on this, but I'm 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 already, I'm still curious as to what you're gonna say. Why do you think actually that these gender biases exist, even in this progressive world? They start at home. They are things that uh, the parents now were taught when they were young children, 
And so they repeat it because that's the upbringing that they grew up with. So it's a, it's a circle of life that we need to break. We need to break that part because it's the expectation of the societal roles that have been uh, put out there at home. Uh, well, you know, my mom, when your grandma, well, I remember very clearly when I was in high school and there was one time that we lost all of our maids. And so I had to, when I got home from school, I had to wash all of the maong pants of my brothers and they were all six footers. And that was so heavy. And I was saying, why don't you ask them to wash their own clothes? And then she said, because they are boys. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so <frustrating>. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I get it. And it and like what you said, it really does start um, from the home and that, you know, it is something, it's a cycle that we need to break. And I think that that actually is one of the more um, important parts of this IWD challenge, mom, right? Like I Like what I said, it's not just about being aware that there is a cycle we need to break and that there is a gender bias, that, that there is stereotyping and inequality and discrimination happening in the workplace and at home. But that there is that action-oriented push, right? We need to actively call it out. And, and I want to move our conversation forward to, you know, how now do we pave the path forward? You know, it's not enough, honestly, for me to just talk about it. While it's good to talk about it, it's not enough. There, there has to be concrete things that we can do. Right? Whether, you know, whether you're a business leader or you're a person um, who who is just really curious about this conversation or you're a homemaker or anyone, anyone should be part of this path forward. Um, so my first question here is how do we remove these barriers to an equal world? Well, first of all, we have to admit that there are barriers. We have to recognize what those barriers are and we have to dismantle those barriers. And education plays a very big role uh, in this, as well as communication. Uh, let's start with education. Textbooks, no? Start with the textbooks that the children um, are using in, in uh, grade school. Uh, and even there, when they, they have the he and the she and the roles that children play, already show children, women, uh, young girls, as uh, having dreams of becoming astronauts or doctors or engineers or data scientists or you know, even electricians. So, so show that women can be anything that they want to be. Encourage STEM education. That's another thing, no? Um, very few women actually pursue uh, STEM education, which then opens up uh, work for them in STEM, that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So those are the things that previously were male-dominated fields. Mm -hmm. So let's open that up. Let's encourage women uh, to, to do that. I, I read somewhere, I think I shared this with you, that there was a study that showed that uh, the Philippines has the second, is the second country the, with the most number of Filipina, Filipina women inventors. Yeah. So yep. that, that shows that, you know, women have the capacity to think up innovative ideas and invent so there that's one they're very creative but then let's talk about the home and what can we do in the home well 
at Team Asia, Bea, you're very familiar with MamaCon. Mm -hmm. MamaCon is a conference that we started in 2020 for mothers where we can talk about all the, the topics that normally women don't talk about or are shy to, to discuss. And in those uh, conferences that we've had, we've had two so far, is uh, we let women discuss these issues and be out in the open. We select speakers who can be inspirations, who can open their eyes, uh, the eyes of our attendees to say, ah, that's possible pala. She was able to do it. I can do it too. And it also talks about really difficult issues like, you know, if you were raped, what would you do? How can you get over it? Talked about mental issues, talk about um, parenting issues and all of that. So MamaCon, uh, we do have a community on Facebook and uh, we are going to do this monthly. We're going to have uh, virtual events where we can invite all the mothers in the audience to just tune in and listen as we have really interesting women talk about what can be done to break the bias. Now, at work, what can be done? Well, just follow the, the I Am Woman book that we put together. Uh, start with uh, getting that book so that you become aware of what you can do and then understand gender fundamentals, understand the Magna Carta, understand how that can be applied as well as uh, uh, the UN, uh, the webs, no? And then after that, uh, look at what are the acts of discrimination that are there and how can you fight against it? Um, one is recognition of policies. One is recognition that uh, the way, for example, from the hiring policy to the training policy, ensuring that you give the same kind of opportunities for women and men to advance in terms of their learning, to the policies that you implement for safety, for protection uh, against uh, violence in the workforce, as well as gender mainstreaming. Gender mainstreaming, by the way, Bea, is just looking at policies and evaluating each policy to see how it would affect the male and the female and all the colors in between, how the policies would affect them and making sure that uh, it would be an equitable thing. So these are the things that can be done. Look at how you can ensure communications is done with a, with a uh, gender lens. Very simple, Bea. In, in any event, in any conference, make sure that there's always a woman in the panel. Don't relegate women to just being the host, the MC, or the moderator. Heck no. Get them as the keynote speakers. They've got great uh, thoughts, great minds, and they can share and inspire other women. You see, women need role models. Mm -hmm. And if they see role models, then they will be inspired to as well uh, work towards that. Thanks, MAH and mom. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I love the, the, the comments that you shared. I mean, from education to the home to the workplace. I mean, I'm sure that if we had more time, you would be able to tell me what we can do for each of the different industries. But just these three are super important. You know, education is something that is so important here in the Philippines. And like what you said, just having our textbooks become more inclusive, become less about societal roles are going to make a huge difference already for, for you know, the visuals that um, and the text that our children see. I love what you also shared about home. Um, 
I mean, uh, a lot of the things that you already shared about the home is something that I experienced because you're my mom, of course. But I think that one thing that I wanted to add there, aside from the amazing things we do at MamaCon, is being able to also talk about roles in the family. Um, and I've always appreciated that growing up, that you know, not only were we told that you can be whatever you wanted to be and who you want to be and you can do whatever it is that you want, but there was always, an, um, we always have a safe space at home to be able to talk about these things. And it's not a debate. You know, it's not a discourse or whatever. It's an active discussion of, you know, what, um, how are these roles really in society? And, you know, just to like a, a quick personal share, and I, and I know that this is one of your favorites also. I mean, we are a female dominated household, FYI, right? Um, uh, you know, since um, uh, dad passed, but, you know, Nicolo is um, our sole male in, in the house, Um and, and, and I love that we are able to discuss these issues and that there is that, that questioning, right? Not to question because it's not right or whatnot, but because of the curiosity of, is this really an issue for women? And, and I think that those kinds of discussions actually already help mold people, right? In terms of what kind of roles women, men, or any gender play actually in our society. And of course, the business, I mean, everything that you shared is definitely something that our listeners can, um, you know, can, can do and, and can, can look into so that they can apply it. But my favorite is the gender mainstreaming. I did not know that, mom. I mean, just that, that beautiful phrase, gender mainstreaming, making sure that all of your policies, you know, are, are felt equally right across the spectrum and and i think that that's very important right um we're not just doing policies for policy sake but that we are actually really building and maintaining sustaining a work environment where everybody feels safe empowered um and and you know that they have a safe space to to be their best and most productive selves um you know aside from all of the things that we've shared my next question actually of course we have business leaders who are listening to us are there things that we need to watch out for in creating these big, well, we say the big programs because, you know, um, some of them are, are quite, you know, things that we haven't done before or whatnot, but, but feel like it's a natural program that we should have. Um, yeah, are there things that we need to watch out for as business leaders as we venture into this breaking the bias challenge? Well, look at the pre-existing inequalities in any business that you're joining. You take a look at it. Um, for example, no, there are some industries that the thought is, oh, this is only for men. Let's say the logistics industry where there's a delivery, like um, uh, what they call grab or lala move, right? So the normal thought would be, oh, this is for men. But actually I've seen grab women drivers Right, I'm sure you've seen as well, Bea. So it's really breaking that bias. Uh, so that's that's what we need to take a look at. What is currently existing, and how do we make sure that there is a communication process to to bring to the fore that we need to change those things? Awesome, awesome. Um, are there things also that we should be inspired by? Right, um, things that are already happening that you've seen that that you know our business leaders could be inspired so that they can also take up this challenge and move forward? Well, um, one thing is uh, there are a lot more women right now who are uh, becoming part of uh, the corporate directors. 
no? And uh, the studies of, uh, I think that was McKinsey, that showed that having women on boards results in a much better and more productive organization, uh, one that is more profitable as well. And that's because uh, when you have a woman in the, in the seat uh, of the board, that woman can infuse the thinking of women were more empathetic and all of this, aside from which you know, we sometimes forget that it's actually the woman who spends the most of the, the family's budget. So it's the woman who consumes in terms of the marketing. So it's good to have women on the board because then they can see it from a marketing point of view, from a consumer point of view, what women are interested in, and it helps. And uh, the other thing, um, I, I was just having a conversation with the woman leader uh, earlier, no? and she was saying that uh, women leaders always make sure that they take care of their employees mm. more than the men. So that, for example, if uh, the sales are going down, the, the quickest thought is, oh, let's get rid of this person. But for women, they will see, um, okay, this person, what does this person need to do so that the, they can perform better? Uh, and usually there is an intervention that is done to help that person. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that, uh, you know, women can do. To, to, to pave the path forward in, in breaking um, this bias. I, I actually, this brought me to one, a quote that I saw. Um, I should look it up and, and give everybody in B2B the direct quote. But it said that, you know, have... Um, uh, um, bring a woman to the table, right? Bring a seat to the table. And if there's no seat available, bring a folding chair. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I, I have to look for that, but that was for me so empowering because we've, we've said it time and time again, right? Um, women should be part of the table. Yeah, perhaps I can share lang some ideas that uh, companies can do when it comes to communication. Absolutely. To there's a gender lens, no? For example, Whenever you do your marketing collateral, no, avoid using words as well as images that sort of patronize, objectify, marginalize, or depict women as victims. Mm. So for example, if you have an ad laundry for, for laundry soap, why don't you have a padre de familia uh, stop work that he's doing at home and just put things into the washing machine? That's a very strong message already right there instead of always having the labandera as a woman. And, you know, in the communications, you can start using women as agents of change, as leaders, as empowered people in positions of, of authority and, and power. Because if you have these kinds of images in your communication or even in just your employee manual, diba? Um, then the people in the organization can feel, oh, this is something that, you know, is, is more gender inclusive. So there, those are some things that uh, you can take a look at when it comes to communication. So many, so many exciting things, mom. Um, I mean, I know that we can go on and on and on. And, and we just shared again some, some, some examples, but there are a ton of opportunities where you know, we can truly break the bias, actively call out discrimination, inequality, and stereotyping at home and in the workplace, and actually create these fun, safe, and creative programs where, you know, not only women feel that they are part of the fold, but everybody feels that they are part of this equal future. And I think that that's really the message of 
um, IWDs. At the end of the day, what we are working so hard for is an equal world where everybody can be their best selves, right? Their best productive self. It's not about who's better, right? But how can we all make things better um, by providing everybody a better and equal opportunity. So we've talked a lot already about <laughs> women economic empowerment, IWD 2022, and guys, concrete you know examples of how we can pave the path forward, not only breaking the bias, but actually maintaining it and sustaining that safe space in our workplaces and at home. Mom, I'm gonna give you the favorite B2B challenge, right? What food for thought? would you leave our listeners um, uh, for the whole month of March? Like what you said, um, there are a lot of biases in the world. We know that. It's the truth. But because it's Women's Month, let's talk about gender bias. I love what you said earlier. If we were to just look at Women's Month and we, you were to leave a food for thought for all of our listeners out there for the whole month of March, what is it going to be? You're not constraining to a few words, right? No, I'm not. Don't worry. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Well, I would say speak up. Start with that. Speak up and uh, say whatever's on your mind because your thought is just as good as anybody else's thought. Sometimes we second guess ourselves and say, oh, baka sabihin niya, this is, you know, I might be seen as funny or inconsequential. But no, your ideas are great. So speak up about it. And then um, the other thing is that you need to invest in yourself because uh, when you upskill yourself and invest in yourself, then you really open up all the opportunities that are out there for yourself. So start with that, investing in yourself. Uh, make sure that you have a support network. And if you're an entrepreneur, check out the incentive, incentives that are available out there. There are a lot, but be prepared to roll up your sleeves and do the work. Now, give it your best shot and you are going to be successful. As a woman, as a woman no, I really invite all of you that women, women, we must support other women because when we do that, great things will happen. I have a favorite uh, quote from Sheryl Sandberg Bea. In the future, if we do things right, there will be no more female leaders. We will only have leaders. Nice. I love it. We will only have leaders. And on that note, I actually found that, um, uh, that quote I was telling you about because you did tell us, right, MAH, um, speak up, um, uh, invest in yourself, do the work, um, uh, and shine through, right? Uh, make things happen and support other women. Those are the five points um, from, um, uh, from our dear Monette Eteralde Hamlet. And I just wanted to add Shirley Chisholm's um, quote, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring in a folding chair. So, <laughs> so as you speak up and voice it out and do the work, investing in yourself and helping other women if they don't give you that seat on the table well bring your own chair because you have every <laughs> right to do so so there you have it um thank you so much mom for being part of our international women's day celebration and our celebration of women's month of equal world month right um thank you so much for being such a beautiful ray of sunshine giving us the wisdom and the inspiration to really say that we can do this that we can invest in our programs and that 
we can really make a positive difference, not only in our workplaces, but in our homes. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with in terms of seeing where your articles are at, your social media and the like? Go ahead. Uh, okay, so I have a, a regular column called Monette's Musings on the Red Circle. Um, that's a Team Asia online publication. So you can see my thoughts there. I'm on LinkedIn. So just look for me on Monette Iturralde Hamlin. That's the same name I use for my Facebook, which I, you know, sometimes my children say, Mommy, you put too much on Facebook. So I'm there if you want to know who I am. Awesome. Thank you so much. And there you have it for another hip happening conversation over at Breakfast to Business. Once again, B2B Breakfast to Business, where we talk shop, we talk life, we talk advocacy, and we talk real because the conversation of breaking the bias starts here. And remember, it's not enough to just talk about it. We need to act on it. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you guys um, uh, next time here at B2B Breakfast to Business. Ciao! And that's it for today's episode of B2B Breakfast to Business. Don't forget to tune into Team Asia's social media accounts. Keep yourself updated on these breakfast happenings. We are on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash TeamAsiaPH. We are on Instagram, www.instagram.com slash TeamAsiaPH. We are on LinkedIn, www.linkedin.com slash company slash Team Asia. And of course, our wonderful website, www.teamasia.com. Remember to stay safe. See you again soon here at B2B Breakfast to Business. Thank you. Ciao. Breakfast to Business.